So like everything I believe happens for a reason. And when I tell you, like, it's like undescribable of what the magic is that we say that the magic of being in the room happens. Like you can't, that's not something you can describe other than you don't want to miss out on this because it gets like, I'm getting chills thinking about it now. Like you get chills, you form bonds with people that are trying to do bigger and better things and have goals that are far beyond like the normal mentality or the small town mentality of people that are like, Oh, that's too far to chase. So the power of being in a room and putting yourself in there, like your life will unfold right before your eyes. How are entrepreneurs like us daring bravely to build a stage, ditch the sweatpants and step up to the mic? How do we create our own transformative events? so we can get our message out into the world in a bigger way that's not only profitable, but it's actually something we can be proud of. That's the question. And the answers are inside this podcast. My name is Sarah Pfeiffer. Welcome to Green Room Central. Today, I brought into Green Room Central Studios, Shelby Claymont, CEO of Shelby Claymont Marketing, otherwise known as SCM, founder of Damn Good Marketing and host of the Damn Good Content Podcast. Shelby Claymont is a wife and a mama to two little boys, a woman that left corporate to chase her dreams in 2021 when she launched SCM, a social media marketing agency and then went on to launch her podcast and event to better her community. Shelby, welcome to Green Room Central Studios. Say hello to Lynchpin Nation. Hey, everyone. I'm so excited for being here. Thank you so much, Sarah, for having me. Oh, my pleasure. I think we're going to have a lot of fun today. I was doing a lot of research on you before we jumped on, and everything just put a big smile on my face. Um, We have so much in common. That's awesome. Well, thank you. (laughs) I thought I thought we would start by having a little fun and having you share a story. So yeah. the whole premise for this show is that my belief uh, is that being in the room is everything. And a little over six years ago now, I made my way into my first four to four day personal development seminar. Yeah. And it changed my life. Within 11 months of that, I had left the Midwest where I'd been my entire life and moved to the Pacific Northwest, uh, moved moved our family. We I'd left a corporate career of 16 years and started my own business, uh, got out of like uncovered from like a decade and a half of debt. And it was just like a massive, massive shift. And it was that one room. Yeah. And so I wonder, would you share a story of a room that you made it into that changed your life? Oh, absolutely. It was actually the first room that I went into too. So it's our, our stories are very, very similar. Really? Okay. So I was in corporate for eight years, um, eight years. And I remember literally like it was yesterday. Um, I would go on like job interview after job interview after job interview, because I had been there for, I don't know, at this point, six ish years, I had gotten married. I had started a family and I was just like, it's not serving me anymore. And I first hired on there, I was 23 years old. Um, and so I was young. I wasn't married. I had no kids. I literally just left college. I had a dog. And they were like, can you go on trips with us? And I was like, sure, why not? And I was their marketing director. And I was like, oh my God, this is the greatest job ever, especially coming out of college. Yeah. Little did I know, like things changed really quickly. One day I was literally sitting in my office and I remember Googling like social media stuff conference, seminar, marketing, blah, 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 like something like I don't even know what triggered this, but I knew like I was working in the oil and gas industry. They didn't really believe in marketing in a sense of like, follow the next medium of what's working. And social media was it. 
And so I took a leap of faith and I was like, Hey, would y'all be willing to send me to social media marketing world? And I was really expecting a no. And they said yes. And it was in 20, 2020, I just found out I was pregnant. It was literally the week before the pandemic. It was like people were talking about COVID, but it was like, oh my God, you're going to go to California and bring COVID back. Basically is what everyone told me. I remember that. Yes. So I went to social media marketing world and it was amazing. It literally, Sarah changed my life for the better. I watch people stand on stage and tell their story and do things with so much energy. And I was like, oh my gosh, if they can do it, I can do it. And I was like, okay, right. whatever. Let's, let's do this. Well, obviously the universe and God had way different plans. Um, cause I come home and COVID hit world shuts down. I was like, well, I'm going to sit pretty in this job and I'm going to implement what I learned here. And then yes. I will, you know, start um, my next journey. And I'd met someone there. We had never met before. We met on the actual Facebook group for social media marketing world that connected us. She was from Tampa. She was in corporate. She was looking to leave too. So it was like, and we both started our businesses at the same time where I went, um, this was probably 20, the end of 2020, the beginning of 21. I looked at my husband. I was like, there's a need for social media managers. And he's like, what? And I was like, this place I just went to, they're everywhere. And I want to get on stage and I want to talk. And y'all, I was the girl that literally yeah. hid under the podium in speech class and was like, uh, no, thank you. Like cold sweats, <laughs> armpits, like everything just wasn't like a vibe. And now I'm like speaking on stages. But so I got my first client in February and it was really just to redo our kitchen. And then it just spiraled. And so I was like, if I would have never put myself in that room, I would have never gotten to where I am today, met the people that I've met today and the friendships that I have, because that one person I met, we're still friends. The person I saw on stage that changed my life, I was just in her mastermind this past year. She's been on the podcast. I've met the reason I was able to do the event last year is because I met those people through her mastermind. So like everything I believe happens for a reason. And when I tell you, like, it's like, undescribable of what the magic is that we say that the magic of being in the room happens like you can't that's not something you can describe other than you don't want to miss out on this because it gets like I'm getting chills thinking about it now like you get chills you form bonds with people that are trying to do bigger and better things and have goals that are far beyond like the normal mentality or the small town mentality of people that are like oh yes. that's too far to chase so the power of being in a room and putting yourself in there, like your life will unfold right before your eyes. It's, it's magic. That was very long. Yeah. I'm really sorry. I was like, let me give her like all the, the map pieces. But I, I think that is the best way to describe it. And I love how it's similar for me. Like it just opened your eyes to what was possible yeah. and allowed you to put yourself in the shoes of the people that were on stage. I was like, well, I, I could, if they could do that, I could do that too. Yes. Yeah. It's so important to get in the room. So important. That's why I like a lot of the event that we put on now is I've been in so many and I'm from a small town. Well, small town compared to like who the connections I've met and like all these conferences yeah. I go to. But um, being in a small town, people aren't, we don't get this. Like there's like, when I worked in corporate, I would have killed for a marketing conference this close to me and I had to pay for it. And so I was like, okay, well, we don't have this. Why not create this and then yes. sell the, the magic in the room. And when I tell you, it was something far beyond I've ever dreamed of and watching the people that may have known each other or known of each other, because it was very local. We did have people from out of state, but the collaborations that they made 
like the friendships that were formed just from that day because they were like, hey, wait, you're here. I'm here. We have the same goals, not like the same goals, but like you're dreaming big. Well, wait, I'm dreaming big. And so like, it was just so magical. I mean, I cried. I was like, this isn't real life. Like all these things, because it's just like, this is what happens when you invest in yourself and you take a chance and you put yourself in the room. Yeah. We don't even realize how lonely we are until we get in the room and realize, wait, I, I'm not alone. There's someone else figuring that, trying to figure this out. Yes. And, yes. Ugh, it's so fun. So Shelby, uh, let, let's go there and let's talk about mm -hmm. your first event. So having been in the event production game myself for over 20 years now, I, I've seen how tough it can be to hit a home run with a first time event and your event, Damn Good Marketing, had remarkable success in its first year. And now you're gearing up for the next one in 2024. And what I want to know is from your perspective, what do you attribute to that initial success? It's quite a feat in the entrepreneurial world. And I'm really curious what about it made it stand out? So a lot of things. Um, one, when I put my mind to something, I'm like, okay, I'm an overachiever. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this has to yes. go exactly how I planned or I'm going to think I failed. I know that's not the mindset to have. Maybe you don't take that part of the advice, but I will say this, the power of social media. Don't underestimate it because I didn't pay for an ad. I didn't do anything. We did like literally drip marketing where I live on hype. If you're, if you want me to be in your room or you want me to come to your conference or be a part of your mastermind or work with you, like I need to feel that feeling that I'm missing out mm -hmm. and the hype of FOMO or just like, if I don't go or what is she about to announce? Like we did a whole bunch of teasers. I will say our success probably number one was social media because we started teasing it and I started teasing it with just set your alarms. We have a big announcement. And then it just yes. like, then the power of collaboration of who did I know to help me share it? And so I reached out to family and friends and colleagues and clients and everyone. I was like, this is something that you might love or you might hate. But like, if you don't come, would you still mind sharing this for us? And I'm mm -hmm. telling you, it was just like, and it got, it was sold out, I think a month or two in advance. And so it was just like, holy, holy moly. So I would say if you are putting on an event or you're doing anything in that sense of brand awareness, you need to be utilizing social media to like its fullest potential and like all day, every day, thinking about a strategy of how you're going to bring in those people that you want to fill those seats with. Yeah. I, and I've noticed you doing that for this next one already, building the hype and you're so, <laughs> so good at it. And I, I think people underestimate, like you say, the power of social media to build hype and you don't have to have it all figured out. You just send them to a waitlist page. Like just that's, that's what you're doing right now. Yes. So this year is a little bit different. So last year I had it on my heart in January. I wanted to do an event. And at first I wanted to do a mm. women's event. And I was like, this doesn't feel right. It was just like, it was just all weird. And then I did the mastermind that I was in and I was like, okay, well, God wanted me to wait for a second and like figure it out, really understand like what my personal brand is, what I'm trying to like actually achieve. And literally Sarah in June or July, I was like, we're going to have an event. It's going to be in November. I got to find a spot. I have some speakers. Let's do this. And so I announced like set your alarms. And like I used all of my connections of like my website girl, my videographer, my photographer, like all those. I was like, this is like a chance we're all willing to take if you want to be on board. Um, 
but I have a feeling that this is going to be a big thing and I would love for your help. And so we put one teaser out and then I launched the hype video. And what I learned from that is that works, but what works better is extra steps that you take. So like, for example, this year, I want to build my email list. Like that is a huge thing on my bucket list, like to get to a certain subscriber list this year. And so I was like, okay, well, I need these people and I want to communicate with them off of social media. I love social media. I own a social media agency. Like I am always going to be team social media. But I was like the hype of getting their information before tickets go on sale. So for the last event, we got a wait list going. And for this year, I have officially decided that wait list gets first dibs. And so you have to be on the wait list for like they get two whole days to decide if they actually want to come to this event. And when I tell you the reaction we've gotten just from that, because they're like, oh my God, Shelby, I think I signed up, but like, I'm so scared I'm not going to miss out because our wait list has now surpassed how many tickets we have. So like, everybody's like, well, what do we do? Like, blah, blah, blah. like it's just like the power of marketing, y'all. Like it truly is of like trying to figure out that emotional connection and aspect of like, what are you giving back to your community? What do they need from this? What pr- problem are you solving? And how are you attracting them to your brand? And I have like a high expectation. I'm like, I want this sucker sold out. I want it like sold out immediately, which is very like, it kind of sounds a little, I guess, cocky, but not really. It's just that high achiever in my brain that like, if I'm going to do this, like I want to do it really well. And I want um, to give back as much as I can to this community. And like, I mean, I have people that are coming in from out of state. The speakers that we've secured are absolutely I truly tell myself every day, I'm like, I don't understand how this is unfolding this beautifully already. And it's not until October. And I never thought I'd be putting on an event. I like, trust me, I'm like, holy shit, this is a lot of work. (laughs) So like, I get that aspect, but I think it's just like the power of marketing in general and the power of understanding your audience, like knowing what they want and what they don't want and, and accepting feedback from um, the events or the stuff that you've done in the past and really taking that and, and putting it into action. And that's what I, I did. And I do believe that we're doing this year. So what I hear is a lot of confidence in what you're going to deliver and a lot of boldness in making the asks for people to promote on your behalf as well. And also I hear the energy that you have in your voice for like, I, I just, this is going to be amazing. It's like, this is a rocket ship is going up with or without you, but I, I highly recommend you get on. And I, I always say that like people can only get as excited about your event as you are. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering where does that come from? That level of like self-assurance that I'm hearing in your voice, it's attractive. So I really think like it's a, it's a work in progress for sure, but I will say I've struggled. I mean, well, I, I did admit just a while ago that I was never the girl that wanted to go to speech class. I never thought I would be in front of a room. I actually thought I was going to be a physical therapist, which I'm like, okay, that's like way over here and we're way over here. But anyway, (laughs) um, so through time, trial and error. And then when I finally got in front of a room, like I'm super passionate about giving back and I'm super passionate about following your dreams, obviously uh, doing the damn thing. Like literally, like if you have a goal in life and you have a dream in life, I want you to like take it and run with it to the best of your ability. And I always, and I bleed this down to my core is you get one life 
So you get to dictate if you are doing it and staying happy or you're going to stay miserable in corporate. I'm not telling you to be reckless and leave corporate without a plan because I had to have one because I had two little boys and a husband and we both financially contribute. So we definitely had to have a plan and you have to have a plan. But this event is to showcase people in corporate, people that are influencer content creators, people that have side hustles or that entrepreneurs that anything you put your mind to is doable and it's possible. And even though like your small mentality mindset that people have, if they're saying, oh my God, those goals are too big. Well, there's a room that will believe in you. And that'll say, oh, mm. hell no, we need to double that. And we're going to do that in six months and not a year or nine months and, or not 18 months. Whatever the case is, when you, I feed off of people that light other people up and it takes a lot of work mentally for me too. And I've learned that what will it hurt to just go after your dreams? If you can think about the worst case scenario of what would happen to you, if you went for it, you failed, you have to go to another job. The event sucked. The podcast didn't get downloads, whatever it is, you're still alive. You're still going to make it. So like go do something else. And then like the biggest kicker is this. I have two small boys. I want to leave a legacy. And if I can't tell them to go chase your dreams and to be happy, and if I'm not doing that, then I'm a hypocrite. And so I'm like, I want them to see me at my happiest. I'm helping people get better at their job or chase yeah. their dreams. Or I'm in their corner just to say, you know what? Today was shit and it's okay for you to feel that. But tomorrow we're going to do better or we're going to get over it and we're going to move on because we all yes. have to do that. So Basically, to sum up your question, I think it's more of like I had, was asked that question last year to really focus on every single thing that I was doing, whether it was running our agency or podcasting or whatever. And I just walked off of a stage somewhere. I was doing a, a free event for one of our local people. And I was like, I sent the message. And I was like, being on stage and talking in front of people literally light me up. And it's not from a, I want to be uber successful standpoint. It's because that's what I was meant to do and I want to mm -hmm. give back. And so when I founded Damn Good Marketing Live, I was just like, well, here it is. I get to make the rules. I get to give back to this community, something that's not necessarily popular here yet. Social media is a foreign language to people. It's starting to get adapted over here. Um, they're like, what? That's a job. And so like I get to get in control of that. And so it's just it's really freaking cool. The whole, that's what kind of drives me and gives me the energy to, to keep going and, and doing this. Mm, so beautiful. <laughs> I sense a really deep belief in other people mm -hmm. and their, and their dreams. And so I'm wondering, um, so you're kind of gearing up for the next one. So my approach to events is all about guiding clients through the three phases of making their event happen. So picture it, plan it, produce it, sometimes as a coach, sometimes managing the whole thing. And I'm wondering, how does your passion for people and really your deep belief that what they dream of is possible for them and, and your, your, I think just the sense of joy that you get from helping them thrive. Um, how is that coming through as you picture, plan and produce the next one uh, and make it even more amazing in the second round? I think that multiple things. So DGML is what we basically shorten it to, um, was created to give back to my community, the people I have connections with. 
And so mm. that means who I'm investing a lot of money in my business and my brand and me personally, and I'm taking a chance, scared, very uncomfortable or not, and going to introduce myself to these big name people and be like, hi, I'm from yeah. a small town, but like, I want you to come speak for me. And so I think that's number one. That's what it is. And then also two, Sarah, I think it's a lot of like humbling yourself and asking for that real feedback of saying, okay, I know I did really well in delivering for you last year. And I know there was things that we missed on. So can you tell me how I can make this better? Mm -hmm. And I welcomed feedback and I let it be anonymous. And I remember, I like could cry in this because it's very, I'm very passionate about this whole thing. Um, I remember sitting in my bed that night after DGML, my in-laws were here and I was like, I need y'all to just hang out with my kids. Like my phone is blown up. I need to go take a bath. I want to really give my undivided attention to the people that invested in this event, that are shouting out this event, that have messaged me about this event. Like I need to give them me for a little bit longer before I mm. mom mode. And I remember sitting on my bed after and I went through hundreds of sheets of feedback forms. And I was like, okay. And some of it, I was like, wow, that hurt. And then some of it, I was like, okay, well, it's not meant to hurt you. It's meant to make you better and make you bring back so much goodness for them for next year. And so the joy also that I have for this year is when I make the announcement of who is stepping on stage this year, I am like, who the hell am I to have brought them to Covington, Louisiana? And I'm just... I'm very grateful. I'm very proud of myself. I'm like learning to take a step to say like, you did this. Like you need to be very proud of yourself because a lot of people feel like they can't cheer for themselves. Well, if you can't cheer for yourself, who's going to cheer for you? And so that right there, even if they don't know who these people are yet, some people will know who they are because they have a really large following, but some people will not know who they are. But the moment they enter this room, I've seen both of these speakers in real life speak and I didn't know them then. And I was like, holy shit. And I'm just, it it gets me excited when I'm down on things that could be happening on the agency side or personally or mentally struggling with something saying, you know what, these people are going to come back and give to our community. And that brings me joy. And so knowing that I've worked so hard to make sure it's someone that's not just speaking at every event around here, or that's maybe never even been to Louisiana or even to Covington um, to just give back as much as I can. And that's really the driving force of the joy. Truly. Mm, That's beautiful. (laughs) And my logistics brain is instantly going to the suggestion. Maybe you work into the run rate of this next event, a hotel room, the night of, the event wraps and you don't go home and you decompress where I literally and, can just soak it all in and not have yeah. to answer anything. Yes. That's probably because it's like, re- well, it's like, I know a big piece of the event as the host, you know, your, your job is coaching their re-entry into quote unquote real life. And that's a, a big job for the host to do, but it's also, we got to remember, we got to coach our own re-entry into real life and we've just experienced and led something magical and it the decompression time like it takes a minute 
and it needs to be honored. Oh yeah. This year yeah. I blocked off the day after my event because last awesome. year I was silly and didn't realize it. And I had to drive two hours to go speak at another event. And I was like, Oh, Oh my goodness. <laughs> I was like, well, we'll learn for next year. So this year, like the day before, well, I think I blocked the whole week, actually. I was like, no, you can't be like, we can't. Mm-hmm. I-, I need to soak in it because the feeling I felt after, I just also can't describe that either. I was just mm-hmm. in awe, crying, ex- but in a good way. It was just like yeah, exciting. Like mm-hmm. this is going to happen again next year. It-, it succeeded and it's amazing. And it was just, it was great. Yeah. You know, I've always felt that the magic of hosting is in the details. They're like the little expressions of how much we care for our guests. And for me, caring in this way ties back deeply to my purpose in life. And I'm thinking about DGML. What are the details that you really get into? Like what parts do you love the most and feel like you want to add that special touch? Okay, so this is going to be kind of silly. Um, And it's really not unique to me. It's just who I am. And I got a DJ and I made sure every single person, like every speaker I contacted and I said, what hypes you up? Like, I don't care if I like the song or even know the song. I need you to be hyped up so we can hype this room up. And so everybody sent me their list. I also asked Instagram, like my following my community. I was like, Hey, if you're going to be in this room, we're doing the, the playlist for this. And when I tell you for journaling, for mingling, for the doors were closed. And so like we like, I learned this year at an event, um, Empower Her with Keisha. I don't know if you know who that is, but uh, she has the podcast Empower Her. And um, she, I went to her event this year and she kept the doors shut. So she had like vendors outside where you couldn't go in and sit or pick your seat or anything. The doors were shut. So it had the hype of they have to line up. They got to get in front of the door. They got to go in. And as soon as the doors open, great music started. So I was like, I'm doing that. It's eight o'clock in the morning. We're going to need some hype. We got to get excited for that. And so I did that. um, The details of the journaling. So like picking songs that really trigger like your emotions of Mm. whatever it was that we were doing. So those were really like the biggest details and then also to like going down to like what we you get at every conference is like a journal that's branded and they don't have to bring anything like literally just in case like they're so excited or they're like oh my god what do I bring do I bring my computer and like for you to avoid having computers open like I had branded notebooks with a pen and they were ready to rock and roll so like those little details that hype them up or the lanyard that had like the logo on it that people want to take pictures with or the backdrop that yes. has the logo on it that people want to take pictures with. It's like genius for branding aspects, but it's also genius because these people want to be seen there no matter where it yes. is. So those details are so important. And I'm going to tell you, they came up all the way to the last minute. And I was like, my dad and mom own a uh, promotional product screen print and embroidery shop. And I was like, dad, oh boy. what miracles can you pull? Because I forgot about lanyards and I forgot to have them branded. So can mm-hmm. we get those in like a week? And he was like, Shelby. And I was like, I know, I know we'll be better next year. But like all the details mean something. Cause you have to think about like, what is your audience going to want to love? I mean, mm-hmm. what, what's going to bring them joy? What's going to make them excited about posting? Because reality is you want it to be marketed. You want them to take pictures mm-hmm. and post pictures and it be branded, even if it's just a small lanyard and they're outside instead of in front of the sign, like whatever, those details matter. And so I wanted to make sure all of those pinpoints were, you know, to a T. I love that. 
I especially love the building of the the playlist. Did you share like a Spotify playlist to get people hyped up beforehand? No, because see, I'm someone that's like secrets. I like oh, to like tease, okay, tease, okay. tease. I'm like, so like there would be time, like if I, I know you haven't been following me for long, but there will be times where I like belt, I cannot sing, but I, I belt out songs in the car. And so I would strategically belt out songs that were like testing out songs for DGML or like certain things like that. I'd always ask for feedback and then getting feedback was so fun because you were like, oh, I forgot about that song. Oh, wait, that really resonates with like all like what we're going through and what we're doing. And it's just it's just getting everyone involved with the hype of feeling yes. like they have to subscribe, they have to be on the wait list, they have to be following, they have to have notifications on to learn the next thing. And so that's that's kind of how I tease things, I guess you would say. Well, yeah, you're embracing that, that saying that people support what they create, right? And you're doing that all along with the event hype. Oh. Oh, you're back. Okay, wait, you might have to edit this part because I heard you say you'll support, you support the people. Oh, yeah. That, can you go from there? I'll, I'll say it again. Yeah, you know, the coolest thing is people support what they create. And I'm noticing that you're embracing that in every moment of hyping your event along the way. Yeah, because I truly believe like if you give everything at once, like, I mean, cool, like it'll be hype for a minute and they're going to forget about it. I mean, we are what, eight nine months out almost to this event. So you have to strategically plan for everything and like when you're going to launch everything. So the the whole mindset was launch the dates and then tell people it's very limited. And then I, I put out on the podcast um, a teaser of how many tickets are available. But then I was like, you know what? Screw that. We're going to add more. So it was 100. And then I changed my mind to 130. And then it's going to be next. It's like, um, the speakers, but act, no, actually it was like the date, the announcement of the tickets will be available to the wait list. Make sure on the wait list. And then it's going to be like all at one time though. It's going to be like tickets are live. Here are the speakers. And then it, after that, it's like the hype of the hype of um, video content and photos of the speakers be like, okay, you don't want to miss out on this. This is who's going to be there. This is so cool. This is what they talk about. This is what they touch on. And, and this year, it's definitely a little bit different than last year because last year was a lot of geared towards social media in general, social media marketing. But this year, we're doing like the whole facet of things. We have social media, which obviously is my realm. And then we have business coach. Then we have an attorney. And then we have an email marketing strategist, a pre-launch strategist, motivation, personal branding, like all these like different realms of marketing as a mm. whole that's like, Yes, social media is important, but like we also know that you do other types of marketing for your business. So I want to make sure that they have that information that they need in order to go back into the real world, as you say, and actually apply it. Right. Because that's what they came for, right? That transformation. And uh, it really looks like it sounds like you're taking a more holistic approach the second time. Oh, yeah. It's not just social media. Not just social media, even though, I mean, obviously I truly believe to my core that social media is the number one way to market right now. Obviously I'm open to debate with a bunch of people because I can, because um, that's my area of expertise. And I am obsessed with organic social media. I don't necessarily mm -hmm. think you need paid ads yet. Like I haven't used them. I mean, I think when you get to a different caliber, we work with small business owners that don't even have like a presence or consistency yet on social media or brand awareness. So 
our goal is to work on just organic social media versus ads. And then when we get there, then we talk ad structure to them. But email is important, but your people are on social media, whether you believe it or not, whether you think your business is boring or not. Like I came from the oil and gas industry. If they need to be on social media, pretty much anyone needs to be on social media. So I would argue till I was like blue in the face. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, I'm convinced. You know, I'm, I'm sold. This. <laughs> okay, I want to shift gears. I found mm -hmm. that embracing gratitude really kind of opens up my self awareness and helps mm -hmm. me enjoy the ride and mm -hmm. even my ability to spot opportunities. And so, on a similar note, what are a few things that you're particularly grateful for, especially in relation to adding DGML to your business? Um, well, I'm super grateful for the life that I'm building that's like unfolding right before me, but I really truly could not do that without the support of my family and my kids, even though they're very little and they don't really understand or my team and our community, like everything that I put out, the support now is just like overflowing. For example, like I could cry again. Wow. I'm emotional today. I'm sorry, sir. Um, um, for example, all of our sponsorships for DGML 24 are basically gone. We have two left. Wow. And so I was like, and, and a lot of them are my clients from the agency side. And so I'm just like humbled and grateful because they're already investing enough money with me or a lot of money with me in the agency side. And now they believe in this too. And I'm just like, holy shit. Like I truly just have no words for what is evolving and what is what life looks like of almost three years ago, I was in corporate. I was bored. Mm -hmm. I hated my life. I was in mm -hmm. the best shape of my mm -hmm. life because I literally just focused on working out and being miserable and then going home and serving my family and all these things. And now I look almost three years later and look what this life is and it's hard work and people believing in you and the relationship yeah. you have. So grateful is that understatement for what I feel with like the community and the people that believe in the stream and that want to be a part of the stream and that continuously cheer me on and motivate me. And just this year is we have big expectations and big goals. And I'm grateful for the opportunity to even like attempt all of it, any of it, half of it, whatever the case may mm -hmm. be. And just watching my agency unfold how it is. And then DGML, like when I tell you, <laughs> I just sit back and cry and laugh because I don't believe this is my life. And so I'm truly grateful and I don't take it for granted. And even though the fast pace of life, I try to take a minute and say, look at what you've done. Look mm -hmm. who has supported you and helped you get to where you are. And just yeah. be grateful and sit in that. And so I would say all of that in a bow. That's so beautiful. And I mean, it just, uh, it's heavy to receive, I imagine, because it's so much, but also a testament to who you are and who you're becoming in this new role. And as if it's, it's meant to be like, you're where you're living out your purpose. You're where you're supposed to be. I will say that there was a lot of times in life, especially like with corporate and doing all these interviews over and over and being told um, you're overqualified or you're not good enough for this position. And I just like literally it was like, okay, well, I'm supposed to be 
just a mom and a wife and which is fine and going to live in corporate. And so that's fine. And then I was like, but I don't want to live my life like this. I like couldn't accept it, but I was accepting it. And then when I kept hearing people say, it's just not yet. Like you're t- like, it's not meant to be what you're trying mm-hmm. to do is not meant to be. This is not the opportunity. This is not your story. This is not what it is. You're meant for more. You just have to be patient. Right. In that moment, I wanted to punch him in the face, but now thinking back, I'm like <laughs> thankful for those people because when someone tells you, when you truly start living out your purpose and your story, your life evolves. You become so grateful. You watch that this is such a beautiful avenue that you get to take and you get to endure. And like when you are actually living in your purpose, it's easy in a sense of the opportunities come. The people believe in you because you have the energy, you have the joy of what you're saying and they can tell that you believe in it and you believe in yourself. So I'll say this to anyone listening. When you walk in your purpose and you accept what you're supposed to be doing, you will become in a completely different person. And it's for the better versus the sitting in misery and being scared to take that leap of faith. Mm. Mm. <laughs> you know, we're both going to cry. <laughs> uh, let's... Let's let's talk mom life for a mm-hmm. minute. So Shelby, as fellow moms and entrepreneurs, I think we often think about what lessons we want to pass on to our mm-hmm. kids. And personally, I'm focused on teaching my daughter about creating and growing wealth and about along with that really important task of fostering a deep sense of self-awareness and self-compassion. And I'm curious what key lessons or values that you're keen on imparting on your boys, especially in the context of, you know, our unique role as entrepreneurial mothers. Yeah. And it, it's hard. I feel like I'm going to screw them up every step of the way um, because I'm like, they are rambunctious, but I love them. Um, one thing that we do is we talk about what we're grateful for. They're four and three. And so they don't necessarily understand stand it yet, um, but like just ingraining it and for them to understand that you know, being grateful for what you have every morning on the way to school, we say, what's three things that you're grateful for today? And Mm. it's great. One of them have the same answers every day. And I love it because I'm one of them. And the other one, it's like, I'm not really sure what's going to come out. And then also just teaching them, like, I want you to be happy. I want you to chase your dreams. I want you to live in your purpose and walk in your purpose. And just to remember to be kind and like treat everyone with respect and the dignity that you would want to be treated. And so that would be our biggest lessons is that no matter what, we are going to be kind. We are going to live life to the fullest. We're going to be grateful for what we have Mm -hmm. and what we want to be. And I will 1,010% teach them that whatever dream they have, I will back you 100% as Mm. long as you are willing to put 100% into it. Because I am all for people that want to live bigger and want to live better and want to be wealthy and want to just like change the world. And But I don't have time for the people that make excuses for themselves or feel sorry Mm. for themselves. So to my boys, it's, Mommy and daddy love you and we want you to chase your dreams as big as they may may be. We will be here to support you because if I can see right now what I can accomplish doing what makes me happy, then I can only imagine what they will. So I think it's just 
the kindness and just being happy and grateful and chasing your dang dreams. Like go do what you were meant to do and the story that you were meant to tell. Mm, Love that. Love that. And love that you're starting them so early too. Yes. You know, we have to be kind. There's too much cruel in the world today. It scares me. I'm like, oh my gosh, but it's fine. That's my favorite line from my favorite movie. The live action Cinderella is um, have courage and be kind. Oh, wow. I love that. I've so never beautiful. seen that. I'll have to go watch it. You haven't? Uh-uh. It's beautiful. And I'm sure it would be a, pr- what did you say? Your boys were four, four? and three. Hmm. I mean, there's, it's this classic Disney. I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong that they couldn't see in there. It's very tame. It's, yeah. And it's at such this age beautiful... too, sometimes like, do you ever sidebar right now, but like, do you ever feel like when you're watching something with your kids, you're like, mm, that's borderline inappropriate, but like, they don't get it. But we watched it growing up and I'm like, <laughs> that actually is not okay. <laughs> but like, they don't get it and we didn't get it. And now we're like, cool, we get it. Especially in the older stuff. Yes. But then I love it when it's like in a car, it's like a newer thing where they built stuff in for the adults and I love it. Yes. Because you're like, (laughs) okay, cool. I I see you, Disney. I see you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I love your going to, you're like in the car in the morning tradition. In my family, we have a dinner table tradition and we share three things we're grateful for at dinner and then something we learned that day and then something we're proud of and yeah it's it's kind of makes for a nice well-rounded conversation about the day yep um tell me what's a recent business or personal or both accomplishment that you're particularly proud of um business wise um SCM, which is our agency, is grown tremendously. Last year, we doubled in what we were from the prior year. So I was very happy and excited about that. And our projections for this year is to do the same. So that's really exciting. I know we've been talking heavily about DGML, but like, Sarah, I'm telling you, I'm just like, this speakers, I'm just like, holy S-H-I-T. I I don't know. I said that. I mean, spelled it. I've been cursing since this. press record. And then okay. personally, I'll say like, we just, our house, we're in renovation. We bought a fixer upper. And so like part of our renovations, it's starting to look like a home again. So it's like, Aww. great. So like, there's like a lot of things happening that I'm just excited about. And it's a good year. It's going to be, it's going to be a good year. And I'm super pumped about it. Do you have any special rituals for celebrating your wins? For me, I, I jot them down in my notebook and I, I have like a sheet of gold star stickers. <laughs> And I stick next to each one. That's so I know it's cheesy, but that is not cheesy. I it puts a smile on my face. (laughs) No, I wish okay, you know what? That is actually a great idea, and I might steal it because I'll say this. Even excuse me, even though I've said like take time to like cheer for yourself and sit in it. I have that has been a work in progress for me because I'm always like the person that's like, okay, well, we did that. Let's what's next. And so like Mm -hmm. instead of me sitting in my wins of like, I launched a podcast or I launched yeah. a business, left corporate, or I launched an event or whatever, or are my kids are still doing great, even though I don't know what I'm doing half the time. Like I need to know, like I should definitely, I'm getting gold stars. I'm going to write it down and I'm going to be like, Sarah, I, what would Sarah do? <laughs> Yay. I, I just, it's like, I, uh, I was just talking with somebody yesterday and they're like, you really need to go pick up the book. I don't know what exactly it's called. Something about the gap and the gain, but I need to be looking at the gain. I need to be looking backwards 
instead of what's the gap between me and my dreams. Yes, because I feel like a lot of times what happens is, well, number one, social media is terrible, even though I love it. I love it for business. It's the best thing in the world. In brand awareness. Like I love it for business purposes. Okay. Yeah. For everything else, it's fake. And so I think what people think when they look at social media is they see like these previews of people's lives and accomplishments or the people they look up to or aspire to be. And they're like, they're doing so great. Like, why can't I be there? Well, you missed that million steps they took to get to that point. And you also are not giving yourself credit for the million steps you took to get right where you are right now. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. you still did great. Like whatever accomplishments that you did in the past, like that is not like something that should be taken lightly. It should be something that you should look at and honor and be like, holy shit, I did the damn thing. Like you need to sit in proud moments for yourself and cheer yourself on. And so I think that that's great. But I think in the society and the world we live in, we're just so used to being like, fast paced, what's next? What's my next accomplishment? I haven't gotten to X, Y, Z yet, but this person is. And when in reality, I mean, I'm at fault too with that is I don't sit in the present and say, holy crap, just two and a half years ago, I was in corporate and look at me now, what I've done. You know what I mean? So like if people would actually sit down and just say that to themselves and write down with the gold stars, like you say, then they would be proud of where they are today. Instead of saying, well, dang, I didn't reach this goal. Well, yeah, you did. You just forgot about that used to be your goal. That was your goal. So you hit your goal. So it's just, it's a lot of mental stuff, especially living in the digital world. Yeah. I, I forget every single day that I choose my schedule and I do not work in an office in a cubicle and I am living what I only dreamed of before, but now I've been around, I've curate my room in social media so strongly that my dreams are so much bigger. I never even had thoughts like that when I was sitting in corporate. And so now my dreams are so much bigger. And so I'm seeing the gap instead of massive gain, like I, I uncomprehensible gain from where I was. Yeah. And yeah. I think too, what we talk about this all the time, cause like, especially with that generation coming up underneath us is they never really sat in corporate or got to like, I have a point. They never really got to sit in corporate and like understand what it's like to work for someone else or to have such structure where you have to report to an office. You have to do this. You're not going to love it all. Where now they have endless opportunities of being content creators, influencers, UGC creators, podcasters, whatever the case may be. And they make their own schedule and they take it for granted. Cause like we have young girls that work for us. We've had some that stayed. We've had some that's just kind of like didn't stay. And they would give us a lot of pushback about, different policies or procedures that we may have put in place. But I'm like, honey, you never experienced corporate. You would have never gotten away with half of this. You now have a luxury. Thinking back, saying if this opportunity was really available, now obviously it wasn't meant for me to do this 10 years ago. But if it was, I'd be like, holy crap, let's go. But I'm also a workhorse. So it's just like, it's just crazy how your mindset is when you're working in corporate though, when you're working for someone else's dream, when you are truly deep down an entrepreneur and you want to be building your dream. So like it's two different mindsets to kind of hold. It's so different. It's so different. And uh, yeah, (laughs) it's, it's hard to even put words to how different it is in the entrepreneurial space. Yeah. Thinking, uh, kind of a little further than DGML 2024 
do you have any like big future stuff that you're working towards that it's still just kind of like this big light bulb you're excited about, but you're not like kind of wheels in motion yet? Um, there's one big thing like on my bucket list slash vision board, and it would be to be on a big stage for someone Mm -hmm. else, like a paid speaking gig, um, at like a big conference that's known, like that's like a dream. And I would be like, holy crap. Now I'm scared. What do I do? I'm sweating. Um, but that I would say there's a lot of things that are in the works, nothing solid yet, like for other aspects of my life. But one like big dream that I we're building a personal brand, we're doing all these things to hopefully get me to that point eventually would be a paid speaking gig on a stage somewhere that's not mm. HMO. So that's a fun one. <laughs> that's a real fun one. Shelby, as we wrap up here. I value lifelong learning so much. And I also subscribe to the school of thought that we must design our own curriculum with intention. So before we wrap up, I'd love to know three parts. One, what book are you reading right now? Why did you pick that book? And what's one thing you learned so far? Oh my gosh. Do you want me to fall out my chair? Cause you're going to hate <laughs> me and probably delete this podcast episode. Okay. <laughs> I don't read books. <laughs> Stop. I try. I listen to audio. You just blew my mind. Oh, like, audiobooks count. Well, I do. And then like the last one I read was, um, shit, what was it called? Everybody's obsessed with it. What? It's the habit book. Um, oh my God. I literally just blanked out. Oh yeah. I'm trying to picture. I'm the one like you change uh, your habits and it's like, uh, what is it? Everybody's obsessed with it. And I read it and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And like, it's, oh, uh, what is it called? Can I Google it really quick? Are you going to notice? Google it. Um, I, I'm looking right now because I Atomic like, Habits. Yes, that one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I read that and then I started listening to the audio as I would walk up and down my driveway and I'll say that it was very powerful. If you haven't read that, then you should definitely read it. Um, I haven't read that anything since, so don't judge me there. And maybe we should cut this part out. But hey, I'm real. I'm raw and I'm honest, so maybe not. Anyway, I love podcasts, um, but... The atomic habits, I will say that it just like retrains your brain on things that we like know. So like you have to start building yeah. those habits that you want to actually change your life with. Like it's just the small things. Mm. Like make your bed, take a walk, get up a certain time, set blah, blah, blah. I love that just because habits really do help planning your day. So I will say that, that book. Yeah. Do you, where do you, well, you seem very like self-assured and far along in your entrepreneurial personal development journey, where do you get your inputs? Is it podcasts? So it's podcasts. And a lot of it is you're going to probably judge me on this one too. It's social media. Like I follow, Mm, I've built my algorithm to teach me what I want to learn. So like you have the control of your algorithm of what you see. So a lot of people are like, Oh, social media is just dancing people on the internet being silly. Reality. You can learn a hell of a lot from social media. So like I'll follow people like, um, Patrick Bitt David, Jasmine Starr, uh, the Hormoses, yes. Layla and Alex, uh, like those people that are yes. in the entrepreneurial world that like trigger me to want to be better. Lori Harder, um, Chris yes. Harder, those types of people that will teach you. I also do conferences. I'm in masterminds. I'm in connecting with other people that 
I ask questions and questions aren't bad. You can ask and like, they'll give you not like a lot of people want to help you. And so I will say like, I study a lot with that aspect versus just reading, which I do. I keep telling myself every year I need to read, but I just like what happens. I'm just going to be honest because we've been honest on this podcast. What happens when I start reading is I fall asleep. And so I'm like, well, that was just one page. What do I do? Because I think when I, I'm so go, 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 when I finally sit and settle, and if I'm, especially if I'm on the couch or if I'm laying in bed and people are like, just read 10 pages before you go to bed, I then melt and I'm like, wait, my body stopped. I can take a nap. And so then I go to sleep. Yes. And so I'm like, well, I forgot about that book. So that's really what I, I feel you. That's why I read while walking the dog. I can't fall asleep. <laughs> Maybe I'll take that up. Okay. I will go find a book. And I'll be like, okay, Sarah, hold me accountable and make me read it and check in with me every literally day and tell me, okay, write an outline. (laughs) You can do this. Shelby, I know we got to get you off to your next thing and my next thing. So before you go, what do you have going on right now that Lynchman Nation should know about and where can they find you? Um, so DGML is the biggest thing. Obviously, if you need help with social media management, we have that as well. It's shelbyclaymallmarketing.com. Um, I'll let Sarah put that in the show notes because Claymall spelt like Clement, but I'm also on all the platforms too. We have a podcast called damn good content podcast. Um, and we interview people and I give back to the community that way. And then the biggest thing, obviously what we talked about a lot of the time is DGML. We are hosting an event here on the North shore in Covington, Louisiana, October 8th and 9th. Um, tickets will go on sale to our wait list. So if you're not following us, go to it's damn good official Instagram and snag that link that's in the bio, get on the wait list. We will launch tickets February 27th and 28th and 29th to wait list members. And then it'll hit the public, but I'm telling you guys, this event ain't a joke. And the people that are already secured their spots for sponsorships are amazing. And the people that are coming to speak and give back, I've seen them speak. I've gotten to know them. I've interviewed them on the podcast or they're in the lineup to interview on the podcast. So it's exciting. So anyway, yeah, that's pretty much it. Anything you want to know about me, truly you can find on Instagram solely too, because I am a huge Instagrammer um, or my website. And then, yeah, that's pretty much all I got for you. Mm. Shelby, this has been a magical hour. Thank you for your time and joining us here on Green Room Central today. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it and I love the kingdom. Thank you for listening to the Green Room Central podcast. If you loved this episode, then please take a screenshot on your phone and post it to Instagram and be sure to tag at Sarah Faithler and let me know why you liked it and what you'd like to hear or who you'd like to hear from in the future. That'll help me know what to create for you. The number one thing I'm asked by CEOs, whether it's their first event or their 20th, is Sarah, how do I get more butts and seats? And so I put together a guide for you. Head over to fillingevents.com for your free copy of 107 Ways to Fill Your Event. I wanna help you quickly master event marketing for your events, even if you've never done it before. I've scoured the online business world and found 107 of my favorite strategies working right now to fill your next in-person or virtual event. Create the event promotion plan you need from these easy to implement, customizable strategies for free over at fillingevents.com.
I appreciate your commitment to leveling up and learning the mindset and strategy of live events. Keep going, keep learning. If you want more, head over to greenroomcentral.com for show notes and all the links from today's episode. 